I'm not gonna let anybody speed up my process. I don't care what's happening out there. That's 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 the great thing about you know having ultimate confidence in yourself is it doesn't matter what's happening. The genius thing that we did was we didn't give up. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. Wow. I feel like I'm back in my normal form of giving you guys a good podcast. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I've been I've been down. I'm like, God damn it, I'm so sad and shit. But in the darkest times you end up finding like different things you wanna do and situations like that. So that brings me to the intro. The intro was whole two separate interviews. Um that last one he he basically was talking about starting Rockefeller and um how they never gave up. So that's pretty much me. Like I had to maneuver around the way of not like currently being in the studio. Shout out to Crooked Streets Radio. Shout out the norm. Um but at the moment I'm back to trapping like how I used to do. Not not that not that though. Not not that trap. But yeah, like, you know, <laughs> doing my normal podcasting off the phone. Um, and, you know, today's episode, I hate when people say that on podcasts, on today's episode. But anyway, today's show, we bet to um, 25 rounds. But again, we're doing the point five, So we'll go through the playlist. My playlist for this week was fucking phenomenal. Um uh, Stacy's back, and uh, he your playlist. Hey, <laughs> what's going on with your playlist? Wait, what's going on with your playlist? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but I <laughs> I have Prince Doomy Baby. I got. <laughs> I just I just have conception music this week, and I never have conception music. There's only like one, like one gunshot. What is that? On my whole playlist. And that's just that one Raekwon. The, the Raekwon's on Heaven and Hell. That's like at the very end. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. Like, you. Cuffing season hit you late. It hit me and Norm early. Early as shit. I guess it took me a while. Yeah, like the last three songs about God's plan and glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had to sprinkle a little Jesus in there. Go ahead. Do your thing. Um, so Wait, again? I said you had to sprinkle a little Jesus in there. Just at least something. <laughs> like I was shocked when I saw this. Like, okay. But uh yeah, so let's start off. I think I might have only listened to <laughs> Wait, so were you listening to R and B this week? I only listened to R and B for like one afternoon, like that after that Shade afternoon, like that was it. So I don't get how like a whole playlist populated off one afternoon of like <laughs> listening to Shade and Luther Vandross. Yeah, I was talking to uh, my what? best friend Kristen. She was like, "Man, I've been listening to trap music like y'all have been suggesting," and her playlist for the first four songs is Lauryn Hill, X Factor, Bag Lady, Week. Uh, Tiana Taylor, WTP, which we all know what that is. So it's like, I don't know if she lied to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with her. The Electric Red. Oh, that's the group. Because she was like, yeah, I got Electric Red on there. I was like, who the fuck is that? She was like, that was Neo group. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but 
She has that. She got cranes in the sky, so I knew she was sad. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck is going on with you? But, um, oh, she got Hollywood on hers. Jay-Z's Hollywood. Her shit speed up a little bit. It got Bronx season, Cardi B. Whoa, let's start there. So yesterday, Cardi B and Nicki went back and forth on, uh, on IG. Um, I think all this really started pretty much coming out of nowhere, the Queens radio thing. And uh, Nikki going on there talking about how there's she's offering a hundred thousand to whomever can produce the footage of Ra Ali actually beating up Cardi B. I don't know why this is being discussed still, but yeah, what's going on out here? <laughs> what the fuck is going on, Stacey? Yeah, when I was, so I, I think, honestly, I want to say this shit started, I think Queen Radio came on like noon. By like three o'clock, all this shit is going on. Now, to me, I'm like, I'm on Instagram, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why why are we talking about this still? Your album came out, it came out to mixed reviews, Cardi B dropped a new song, which personally, I don't like the money song, I feel like it sounds like Soldier Boy did the beat, like... This shit doesn't sound good at all, but I don't know. That that kind of makes me think that they're in this together. Like, she drops a song, then out of nowhere, you're bringing up the fight shit all over again as if it happened yesterday, and now it's like going back and forth. But that's just a hip-hop theory that I have, but... This shit is just getting out of hand, and it just seemed like, to me, like I put it on, I put it on Facebook, I was like, you could tell both of these niggas is signing Young Money, talking about Nicki and Drake, because you're bringing up stupid shit now, but within that stupid shit, truth comes out, so she had a valid point of saying how Cardi doesn't write her raps, so... I have a question. Does that even matter anymore? It's supposed to, but it doesn't. Hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to matter, but it, it, it really doesn't anymore. I mean, because it just didn't. I mean, like, if it really mattered, then she wouldn't be where she's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, so people just bypassing that stuff. They just want to dance. Yeah. They just want to turn up. Yeah, I absolutely think that. I think with her... I think with Cardi, it's just like, why does it matter? Why does it matter that I don't write? Unfortunately, like, it's not in the day and age of, you know, the woo and all of those niggas. Like, that shit really don't matter, unfortunately. Because you have people like, no, I'm not saying Lil Yachty doesn't write his stuff, but he makes the music that's about partying. It's not about lyricism and stuff like that. Then they start bringing up deals that they pass up, which that happens all the time in hip hop. That happens all the time in entertainment. That's how 
It happens with music. It happens with movies. It's a it, ha- it happens like that. Like people just pass up on different things. Pusha T could have had the niggas in Paris beat, but he didn't take it. He passed up on it. So when they start naming deals, and then Cardi did like eight videos. Just talking about the di- different situation that she's had to come in contact with and families being threatened. It's just like, this shit is getting like, this shit seems worse than Little Kim and Foxy Brown up until like the Hot 97 shooting and shit. I was going to say, nobody got shot yet. So yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, so it's getting close and it's, it's getting kind of annoying now. Like, just put out the music. Like, don't nobody really be caring about. Like, that that shit appeals to, like, the younger people. And sidebar, I remember I was at work, um, shit, like, two days ago. And we got on the subject about Pusha T and Drake. And one of the dudes, one of the dudes, they were like, they started bringing up the money. He was like, well, who got more money? I said, we, as fans, should not be caring about who has more money. It's who has the better records. I don't care about this nigga money because I can't spend this nigga's money. Like, right. you bringing up money like that, that's that's a factor. Yeah, Drake is going to sell records, but he also lost the battle. And he can still continue on with his, with his, um, with the album and all of that. It has nothing to do with the fact that he lost the battle. He just didn't make a better song. That's what Pusha T kept on saying, like... With him having to come out and explain the whole the whole blackface thing. And then Jay Prince stepping in. And then explaining the kid. Like, these are all W's for a person. That's like when you snapping on somebody. First of all, his facial expression throughout that whole interview was several more. Because I couldn't wait. <laughs> this nigga's face. Did I disappoint you? Like, that fucking face killed me on the inside. Like, you know, it's the fucking face. Like, please. Just, just, oh, yeah. There was a lot of those. A, a, a lot of losses. A lot of losses. Yeah, like, that... I I don't know. Like, I was explaining to people with the whole Pusha T and Joe Buzz interview. It's like, it seemed more real. It, it just seemed like he's... First of all, being in a position that he's in, being a president of a record label, it's like, they don't talk about... They don't talk about, they don't talk so candidly about what's going on behind the scenes and stuff like that. So to get a, a interview like that with somebody, not only the president, but a rapper of that caliber, to be that open and transparent, everything he was saying, it made sense. Mm-hmm. So I just, I get to the point now, it's like, this shit is not about friendly competition or spirit of competition because hip-hop is based off of that it's like who and i know i'm better than you i'll prove it but now it's just like y'all want to talk about money and sales i blame 50 for all of that 50 was like the first person to really come in and have people paying attention to how much they sell so i was trying to think back to see if anybody else had yeah now you really think about that. 50, 50 was one of the first people that was just like, check the sound scans. Like, yeah, before, he probably only had like one line that, there's only like one other line that he would come close. And that's just one, and what was it? Jay-Z and uh, an imaginary clip when he was talking about the price of the single. Like, before, that's like, that's, that's the closest. 
Yeah. So really, until he, yeah, he was the only one who actually had, like, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, sounds... Like, honestly... I, yeah, I want to say his... Because he was always trying to prove the point about how Murder, Inc. was always, like, on the downside of things. So, to enforce his idea of what's... How they're crumbling, he had to go to the numbers. But then it's like, then people started actually caring. Then us, as fans, are checking sound scans like that matters. Like, you're checking sound scans as if you're an executive... And this is your investment. Like, why are you doing that? I appreciate the music. But, you know, um, before we started recording, I found um, that Grant Hill recently signed a lifetime contract with Fila. Now, this shit, this, this deal is crazy. Like, the different things that are coming with this deal. So... It's an article that I'm reading with the source. It says 10 things we'd like to see in Grant Hill's new lifetime contract. Okay, I misread that. <laughs> I definitely misread that. <laughs> oh, man, that's horrible. Yeah, but anyway, so he gets a deal. Um, so, wait, well, first, I, first of all, I remember my mom bleached my, um, she put my, she put my Grand Hill shoes in the washing machine and they bleached the whole fucking shit. I was hurt in school. So hurt. That blue line was brown. Yeah, man. And it was fly too. Like, but, um, under the new deal, Hill will revive the sneaker line with retros of the signature models. I only really remember like two good models of it, but I'm hoping that with this deal, it would for him it would be like kind of like how um, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson has his lifetime deal with uh, with Reebok, and he's able to get a trust fund, and I think twenty thirty, but he still gets paid by Reebok eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, he's coming out with a hybrid shoe, and I think I think this month it's a hybrid of one of the questions and one of the answers or something like that, or updated version of the shoe. But um, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite shoe growing up, Stacy? Favorite sneaker? Say that again. What was your My favorite? favorite yeah. Oh, that's kind of weird. I got like really girly in high school, and I started wearing heels. Um. You know, I don't think I have one. Oh. Like, of all time, like, I never really got into Jordans. Like, I had, I bought myself, like, one pair of Jordans. I wanted to give it into my nephews. I only wore them, like, one time. I don't really got into sneakers like that, like that. Hmm. Yeah, I think my all-time favorite would probably be the Jordan ones. I work in them now, and I'm slowly regretting it because my feet hurt like shit. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, let's get it to the point five. All right, so... On my playlist this week, I have nothing but classes, like I said. Um, and we'll start off with Jay-Z's Encore, produced by Kanye West, off the Black Album. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stop, stop, and take one for your team, and I need you to remember one thing. Oh 
All right, so you remember um, when I was I was telling you my idea and I was I was giving an example of fade to black. That's exactly how I felt. Like with him sitting in the studio explaining to him like this is the record you need to have. Did you go to the theaters to actually see Fade to Black? I didn't. I didn't get to see it because I wasn't in the space to see it when this album came out. Oh, so where were you current? Or where were you at the time? I was. That's when I was stationed in England when this album came out. So there was like a lot of stuff that happened that I missed because I couldn't watch all of American TV. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I missed it. So, like, when you say you missed it, you didn't see it at the time? Like, what was the time period that you actually did get a chance to see it? I never actually saw it. Oh, you never see Like, to this day? I to this day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man, know, you got to watch it. It's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yes, please do. It's, it's amazing, man. It's, it's a... Ooh, man, I, I just this song like I don't know I, I I I the whole black album like I don't know I guess being somebody that's creative it's like sometimes you realize like maybe I gotta sit down for a little bit like this is a prime example I really didn't want to I how can I put this. I was kind of like unsure if I wanted to put out an episode this week. And then it's like, you know, after a while, it's like, you're well capable of doing it. It's just stop being lazy, figure out a way to get it done and still be able to give the, the correct content to the audience. But like with like certain songs, like on a black album, like what more can I say? As a creative, you always get to the point that you're like... I don't know if what I'm doing is being appreciated. And uh-huh. like we automat like we you know, we wanna see people talk about what we're like discussing our episodes or saying how it's dope that we're doing this and that. So a song like What More Can I Say We Can Identify With and then even songs like Encore, it's like you it's like saying goodbye to what you wanna do. Until you are appreciated, because then he came out with albums after that. But like when he say like this is the victory lap and I'm leaving, that's how you get me back. Like I don't know. Did you think this was really gonna be his last album? I wasn't buying it. I, I didn't think it was gonna be the last album, and it was just I don't know. It was just something about how good this album was. It was like you can't really stop. Like you, you couldn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't believe it. Yeah, to do it, man. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I wasn't surprised when he came out with another album at all. Do you feel like? Do you feel like he kind of? Do you think in his mind he really wanted to stop? And the fact that Def Jam at the time when he brought out what was that Kingdom Come? Kingdom Come was after this, right? Yeah. All right. So when he came out with Kingdom Come, do you feel like he 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 had no choice because like. Def Jam wasn't doing as great as everybody expected under his tenure at the time. What do you mean? You think he didn't have a choice but to retire? He didn't have a choice to go ahead and put out the next album. Put out the next album. Hmm. I don't know about not having a choice. I feel like somebody like Davey can always find a way to make his choice 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever the circumstances are. So I can't really fathom him being really backed into a corner. He always moves in a way where he has control over whatever's happening, even if it doesn't look like he does. And he always comes out on top because of that. So I can't, from what you know, we've seen of him, I, I can't buy, nah, I don't believe that. How do you like Kingdom Come as an album? Not just, yeah. That's definitely not my favorite. You think, um, this is how I look at Kingdom Come. I kind of look at Kingdom Come kind of like a prelude to 444. Because he was doing a 30, 30 new 20. Yeah, he was trying to grow up. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like at that time, we as fans and and stuff like that, we wasn't trying to hear that, like... No, chill. Not the time. Not the time for that. We don't want to hear that. And especially at the time, we get in records like Ballin' from Jim Jones and like that whole wave and the mixtapes was really going the way they was going. So it was like, not right now. Do you think wow. if Kingdom Come came out now, it would be better for the time? Mm-hmm. So like where he was when he actually produced that album is where I am now. So like for me it would be like an automatic yes. Mm. So yeah, for me it'd be like yeah it'll work because you know he's talking about being in his thirties and being an adult and not doing certain things anymore. So it's kind of hard to to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was only a couple songs that was like. I don't know. I, I gotta go back and listen to that, like with the with a different ear now, like, cause I love four four four, but but uh, next song on here we got uh, Notorious B.I.G. Hypnotize. Do you think this is the best double album? Of all time? Yep. I can't think of anyone that's better. There, there's a lot of... Didn't Tupac have a double album? Didn't who? Tupac had a double album? Not that I remember, but I can always check. Let's check it. check that on the spot. But, um, I feel like... I feel like people don't... All the doubles, and it seems like a lot of double albums have came out in like the last 10 years. But I don't think anybody has ever topped this particular record. And the fact, coupling with the fact that he passed away during the promotion of this album. Yeah. I'm thinking Tupac's double album. Um, or maybe I'm thinking because he did the Tupac and then Machiavelli shit. But, um. Where does Biggie rank in your top? Five, top ten. Oh, shit. Top five? Ooh, that's hard because he's my top three. He, um, he's in your top three? Yeah, 
open his mouth and just said whatever came to mind. It didn't take effort. It didn't take him having to sit there and think about it. It just, it was a part of him. And it was magic to me. Mm. And he still is as far as I'm concerned. Like, mm. yeah. Do you think, <laughs> okay, you, I, here's my thing with that, right? So, you have Biggie in your top. Now, do you feel like he has enough music to do that? Or we or do you base it strictly on what he's put out and the quality of the music that he's put out? The quality. Mm-hmm. Just the quality and the sheer talent by itself. Like, this is the talent. Because I mean, the reality of it is that's all that really matters is the talent. Like, that's the most important part of all of this shit is the talent. Like, what can you do? What can you produce? What are you saying? You know, and it's, it's just the fact that he can just do what he did. And, I mean, it's not as if it was his fault. He can continue to produce music. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't because, you know, circumstantial or whatever, but it was just his sheer talent quality by itself. Um... Do you have all right? So let's extend this top three to your top five. Is any rapper such as like Cool G Rap, Rakim, Big Daddy Kane? Do any of them find like find their way into your top five or top ten? Top five, top ten. That's a good question because if I did have to pick any old school rapper that I actually really did admire, it really was Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, so same he here. That nigga silky. Like, that nigga was just silky. Like, I'd have been a groupie in 88. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'd have been a pearl baby. That would have been me all day. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 see, like, I ask that because I feel like when I have these conversations about people's top fives, top threes, top tens, stuff like that, I feel like people start naming people just because of the name. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, especially people that's like my age and younger, like they be out here naming like Biggie, and, and I feel like people, excuse me, I feel like society forces people to name Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas in their top five. Like they feel like they can't have a top five because people are going to look at them strange if one of those three isn't in it. Like personally, Nas. And Biggie aren't in my top five. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it ranges personally, like, but the top two is always Hove and Pusher. And then I have somebody like Siegel in there, Lupe, and somebody real random on the last one. But it's always like a Southern artist that, you know, it, it can vary from Pimp C to somebody else. Um, but... I get a lot of strange looks, especially if I throw Lupe in there. But a lot of people don't realize that Lupe is really talented. He lost his mind. He definitely yeah. lost his mind. He got it back a little bit, though. But Kung Fu Master over there. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck happened to that nigga? Um, but, um, <laughs> but the new album's really good, though. The new album's really good. If you get a chance, y'all get a chance to uh, actually listen to it. So up next, we got The Throne, Niggas in Paris. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. Tyson, Jordan, Game Six, all so hard, got a broke clock, rollies that don't tick tock, all the Mars that's losing time, hitting behind all these big rocks, all so hard, I'm shocked too, I'm supposed to be locked up too, you escape but I escape, you be in Paris, 
Shout out to my man Josh. He, he was in Paris actually a couple days ago. Uh, the mold clothing line. Um, them hoodies is hard as shit. But um, Stacy, did you go to this concert? Uh, no, I regret not going. What's your favorite song off this album? Hmm. What, no, what is it? What is, what is it? I want to say Gotta Have It. Oh. Gotta Have It over uh, Who Gonna Stop Me? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't like that EDM mix shit. I did not. Oh, you didn't like that? I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. Hope kill that though. I didn't realize that was EDM. Was it EDM? I the fuck is it called? Yeah, no, no, it's EDM. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I EDM. didn't realize that that was that kind of beat till you said that. Actually, mm-hmm. and he did that intentionally. Like he intentionally made it like an EDM sort of like mix. Like, uh, nah, I'm good, Kanye. <laughs> and he had Hov rapping over. I like that. I like uh, that's my bitch. That was on there. Um. What I like what they did, it might annoy a lot of people, but how they performed this song multiple times at the concerts, even at the, um, on the run tour, like he performed it not in its entirety, like he did on that tour, but he'll stop the record and make sure the crowd is right and then spin it right back, like. I think the song is great. Do you think that song will be played over time like a hip hop classic song? Is that a classic? I don't think it's a classic. But I still feel like songs that are so classic will be like that one song in the club that's like four years old that you're kind of over. Mm-hmm. But like they still play because it was like popular. But so those songs are the ones like if they play it four years later, they're going to play 10 years, 15, 20 years later. So, and they don't really, I mean, well, I live in the South now. When I do go out, you know, I'm listening to fucking Nico. I don't get to really hear Jay-Z like that unless it's like a mainstream song. But I don't really hear niggas in Paris like that. You know, it's like one of those, it's been a couple of years, let's go ahead and play because the crowd, you know, make dance, do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah, if so. you would hear that more. I wonder if New York plays that often. I would think, I would, I would think Fletch has that somewhere in his set. So. I haven't been to a club in New York since 2013. Oof. Yeah, so. It's, it's, you know, when I go back, I don't go clubbing, like. I feel you. I feel I think the last time I went to club, it was in April of this year for uh, Kay's birthday. Um, It was dope. Uh, That atmosphere up there in a club in New York, uh, just like. I, was that really a club? Yeah, it was a club. Um. It's dope. It's way better than going to the club in Baltimore. I tell you that. But um, but 
But uh, dang, what was I about to say? So um, yeah, I I love the album. Um, it's a lot of different songs. Kanye was back to sampling like what we really missed, so that was cool. You get to hear uh Jay on a Pete Rock album. I mean a Pete Rock uh record and uh a RZA record too, if I'm correct. Yeah, so alright, next song. I love this song. It's a little weird, but it's called Diddy Rock. It's Timberland, Twister, and Sean. Believe me now though. Off of the press play album. So complex, niggas try to predict what I'm gonna do next. Let's get the party started. Far from a motherfucking starving artist. From a starving artist. Um I think I was like kind of a kid still when this came out, or like in high school or something like that. But I'm like a, a real big Twister fan. It was cool to see Shauna on it. Um, Shauna, I was on her Instagram probably like a month ago, just to just random as shit, just trying to see if she um was still making music. But uh, it she is, which is kind of crazy. She um, I don't know. I think Shauna fucked up when she she like tried to leave Disturbing the Peace and signed with. T-Pain, like, that's when T-Pain had that, that nice run, and he was starting Nappy Boy, and he went, she went to T-Pain, I think because her album wasn't, her second album wasn't coming out, but the original idea for Ludacris Battle of the Sexes was supposed to be a joint album between Ludacris and Shauna, and then he just turned to have like all women on the album instead when she left him with the nappy boy. Right. I don't think that was a, a fuck up. I think she was stuck between a hard and a rock place as far as choices they concerned. Because I mean, really, did she really have to go that far in DTP? Did she what? I mean, would she really have to go that far in DTP? Like, did anybody go far on DTP? So like. I really don't think if she would have stayed. I don't think that was a mistake. I think either way it goes, it was kind of like a, a rock and hard place to be between T-Pain and disturbing the peace. Like, I think... Uh... Hmm. Let me think about this. Alright, so she did come out with the album. She had one album. I think it was called Worth the Wait or something like that. But she did have an album. Now, I don't know if she's supposed to... If the next step of why she left... If she was supposed to come out with that that follow up album, or was it supposed to be the Battle of the Sexes album? I don't really know the miscommunication, but like you were saying, like not too many people go phone DTP. I mean, they had Chingy, they had Chingy, Bobby Valentino, um, but he really don't count because he's like a rap. He's not a rapper, but um, yeah. and and he he's definitely wild now. Um, <laughs> He's definitely wild now. That boy is wild. <laughs> what Pepsi said? He said you get you getting caught in them Range Rovers with them boys. <laughs> with them boys. Mister C, Eddie Murphy, they all in the same club. Yeah, I heard Cassidy now too. They they try to bring my man Cass down. I don't know what's going on with that. Yes, yeah, all wild for the night. 
Yo, wow. <laughs> Yo, out there with touching them boys. That's like a classic <laughs> interview. You know, because Atlanta ain't the South. Like, like what? <laughs> Dude, boy, that, that man came up with the... Uh, he was just awesome. No, because if you look at it this way, it's on the East Coast. I was like, man, shout out to Pimp C, bro. <laughs> That's a hell of a dude. Uh, yeah. Young Buck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, who else is on the song? Twister. Um, what, how do you feel about Twister? I love that, man. I still listen to the Kamikaze. Really? Do you I'm remember? Um, is my kid. Do you remember the, uh, fuck. Adrenaline Rush. The yep. the Cameron version. Yeah. Did you like? Did you appreciate being a Twister fan? Did you appreciate that? Do you think he did a good job with that? I couldn't appreciate it because at the end of the day, like Cameron is entertaining, and yeah, I mean, like, I just I just feel like when it comes down to certain people who are more lyrical than you, you have to be mindful of how you do their song. Mm hmm. Is that that Twister album? Um, is Heartbeat on there? No, Kamikaze is the older one, right? That's the first one. Okay, no, nah. I remember it's this one row album that I'm talking about. It's a, it's a, um, it's a Twister song called Heartbeat. My brother put me onto the record, um, but it's like he's rapping in the beginning. He's rapping in like a chop and screw voice. And ah. then in the middle of the verse, he like changed. Oh, what album is that? The Day After Tomorrow came out in 2005. Um, let me play a little bit of it. But um, yeah, so and like out of nowhere, he like so it's him rapping, but underneath it, it's like the chopping screw voice and then like in the middle of the verse like you get rid of the chop and screw voice and then he like actually start rapping really fast but um but i i always felt with twist and then when he got with like rockefeller i was like oh no nah, this should this was perfect this was perfect a perfect match <laughs> yeah and yeah <laughs> unfortunately good thing he never like actually signed an actual deal with them but Shout out to Kanye. He he breathed life back into Chicago legends because yeah. Common and him they my I'm gonna be on my like growing up I knew nothing about Twister and I knew about Common to a certain degree but he didn't have any records out until like I was like in middle school and wait no well the Common Erica Badu song was out in the Mary J. Blige song. But it wasn't like... I think he took off time in between that that album and the Go album. I'm sorry, the B album. So it's like... Without Kanye, like... It would be tough. It would be tough to 
even know who those guys are, unfortunately, because it wasn't being appreciated or celebrated back then. But, um, so that was the bonus record. I'm out here giving me all 26 records and shit. Next song is uh, Diddy Dirty Money, Angels, Notorious B.I.G., and Rosa. <laughs> How do you feel about Biggie's versus being reused? I don't like it. Oh, well, shit, I got one more record on this <laughs> on this playlist. <laughs> you might not like either. But <laughs> is does Okay, th- that's what brings me back to putting why I don't have him in my top. Like, I respect his lyricism, but I think during that era, it was more, <laughs> no pun intended, partying and bullshitting. So, it's like with him, he doesn't have the the records like Tupac because he was like out, out actually enjoying his life. You know, reaping the the benefits of the stardom that he had at that young age. But I got another little layer of thing. Okay, I feel like that's kind of unfair, and the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. you're putting his bo- his voice over things that he wasn't there to literally be a part of the creative process for. Yeah, I don't think that necessarily is a direct you know reflection of his talent. You know, they they're making choices for a dead man. I feel like his music was. Actually, it felt better when it was albums and projects that he actually was part of the creative process. And I feel like if it was just him making his own music, it would just be a totally different situation. He had video things from that creating this shit. Me was not that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like that's not a fair. That's the kind Yeah, that's just how I always thought about it and shit because I. I I like to hear the verses, but then it was like it's just it's just not enough music. It's just he didn't have enough music. But what he did have out was phenomenal. But it's like I don't know. I think it was more, I I guess it's like for me like looking looking at it looking at it for me it's like with I don't know how to really put it. It's, it was. It doesn't seem like enough work was being done thinking how they were thinking how he thought. You see what I'm saying? Like thinking that you know, like damn, somebody, somebody's really trying to kill me. In that thought. You can never reflect the music. Huh. No, um, I th- I think it was a reflection of the work ethic. You see what I'm saying? In comparison to a Tupac. You know how Tupac has, like, it was constantly recording. I'm not saying that he didn't party himself, but 
there's like not enough music for Biggie versus Tupac without reusing verses. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Digital oh, Underground. But but on the flip side of that, there's no music from that era coming out. You see what I'm saying? So like the era that he has all this music, that all this music was always coming out from, are from like Death Row recordings. You feel me? So it was around the same time that, you know, they were in the sport together. It just, his work ethic was as if I might die. But on the flip side of stuff, I don't know if Biggie had that idea in his head until after all this stuff started happening with the East Coast, West Coast stuff. But um, yeah, that that song is samples uh where I'm from. I just feel like that's like one of the hardest beats in hip hop. Uh, oh, that's one of those magical songs for me. That's one of those songs where you just take it. <sighs> <laughs> Brooklyn, it's just it's just so grimy. Like you have to rap on that. Like you can't. I want to hear real bars. I want to hear metaphors. I want to hear. I want you to paint a picture that I can visually, vividly see, in like as I open up my eyes. Like that's what that record or uh, that beat brings to the table. I need something to love That whole song. Yeah, it, it is. It's basically it's just a story of a like a city within a city. That's what that mm-hmm. whole. Uh, mm-hmm. Running. You can pick the girls in the project. You can. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He, uh, but, uh, shout out to whole Ross is on there too. I feel like Ross did a good job. I feel like Ross don't, don't really fail me when it comes to guest features. I think he knows what he has to do. Like, but, um, what else is on? Oh, well, Puffy's on there. Like, no, you know, he did, he served his purpose definitely on that record. But there's a remix to this song, too, that a lot of people don't know, and it's Lupe on it. And, and it's, uh, uh, I want to say it's called Lamborghini, Lamborghini Demons. That's how he started. I see Diamond Flooded Demons, Lamborghini Angels. It's called Lamborghini Angels. That's what it's called. Um, a lot of people don't know about it, uh, which is really fucking weird to me. But it's it's definitely Lupe definitely paints a, a dope picture that coming from a different a different angle than most people would come with on that kind of record. Um, next song up we have the game and Days Low step it up off the Yeah. 
Did you listen to documentary two? Not in its entirety. I think it was one of those albums that I kind of picked and chose from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did listen to it. I don't know. I mean, Game has songs that I like, but I don't know. It's just something about him as an artist. I don't get too excited to follow everything that he does. I don't. I can't even tell you why. Because, like, just in general, I feel like West Coast rappers don't get enough credit. I feel like they... I feel like they're underrated as shit. I don't know what it is about the game that just doesn't make me follow him like that, but... Yeah, those were albums... That was an album that I picked and chose. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, I like, um... It's actually not a bad album. Uh, like you, I'm not really a, a really big game fan, but I always give his music a chance, just in case, you know, you might you might like something like that. But, um, how do you feel about Dage Loaf? I mean, that I her, her first, what was that, the mixtape sells, Soul Sale or Cell Sale or something like that. Um, I liked it, but... She kind of like came and went, unfortunately. Yeah, she's like hip hop pop to me. Like, yeah. I put her in that category. There's like a certain group of, of artists that are like hip hop pop mm-hmm. in my eyes, and I just put her in that category. So, again, that's not going to be like an album that I'm just going to go straight to and be excited to listen to the whole thing. I listen to her singles. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, that's what I do with Angel. I just listen to her singles. Yeah, she's definitely a. She'll definitely give you a single here and there. Um, well, the sample for that song is Gangstar Stepping in the Arena. Are you a big Gangstar fan? I'm not too familiar with Gangstar, but through Ant and like his playlist, I've went back and listened to a lot of Gangstar songs and, you know, DJ Premier and Recipes Guru. Um, uh, what are your feelings about Gangstar? I, it, it, I love them. I did. Like, growing up, I really did. I had a cousin in Brooklyn who was a DJ. Mm-hmm. And this nigga would play at least four Gangstar songs every party. Like, he had every vinyl. And he was obsessed with them. So, I listened to so much of them because of my cousin. I think he just kind of brainwashed me into just loving them. Uh-huh. But I absolutely adore Gangstar. I, I forgot what I, I was... I forgot what I was listening to. Um, it was a, it was either an interview that DJ Premier was doing. I want to say it was an interview with him and Royce the Five Nine, but they were saying how DJ Premier doesn't just have beats stacked away. Like, um, not necessarily that he doesn't have them stacked away, but he he makes beats. Specifically designed for a particular artist, like you got, he's going to sit down and really work with you. I don't know how often that really happens, and I think that's dope. Yeah, you know, I like, um, what else? I mean, because of course you can't just have that big laying around. That's just made for him. What was that other song that he produced with Jada Kiss, where he was like sampling Jada Kiss's voice? Ain't none of y'all better. Uh, ain't uh-huh. none of y'all better than. Kiss. Yeah. Wait, no. Did he do that or the Green Lantern? What are you talking about, the mixtape? No, I'm talking about the album. Oh, you know what? That was on the gold, the the tan-looking album cover. Yeah, Kiss the Gang Goodbye? His first, yeah, his first album. Ain't none of y'all better album. than Kiss. Mm-mm-mm. J-A-D-E-A, Kiss the Gang Goodbye. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Um, Damn. Is it none of y'all? Kiss the Gang Goodbye. 
But like, if I was a rapper, I would listen. If I was a rapper and I had to come out with my debut album, I need Primo, I need Just Blaze, I need a old Kanye West with the sped up samples, and I don't know, Metro booming for the time. You motherfucking right, I would. Yes. And I feel like... I think he had the best Let me ask you a question. Let's... I remember posing this question on my very first podcast. If you had... You have the number one record. Or... This is a two-part question. One, you're able to put together your debut song. What producer are you going with? Oh, damn that's a really, you know, it's gonna sound so old. Girl, I'm listening. It would be P Rock. I love P Rock. I still listen to Fonz when he could do. Because it's just. That shit is so cool. And smooth. Mm-hmm. And just. There's just something about. Well, not P. I'm tripping. Um, no, P Rock, yeah. I can't think of any. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Because I listen to so much music from such a broad range. Mm-hmm. Like, I listen from everything from the 80s to 2018. Like, literally in a week. Just depending on what mood I'm in. So, that's crazy. Because I would want to say P-Rock and then I can go around the town and also say DJ Mustard. Um, that's a hard-ass question to answer. All right. Now, let me give you part two. Your record label tells you you're able... To put out the remix for the number one record in the country. That same record that you just had is the number one record in the country. And you have the opportunity to put out a remix. What two artists are going to be on your remix? Oh, hell. And I'm making what kind of, I'm making like rap music. You're making the kind of music that you would want to hear. Well, damn, I can't take anybody better than me, so there's a lot of people that I can't go to make sure that I can't have you outside me on my own song. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be ASAP first. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we all know that's the truth. <laughs> but everybody else is trying to motherfucking album. Um, but I still like... You know these difficult questions because I can't, I can't, God damn, I can't <laughs> answer that either. Can't. We'll, get, we'll, we'll ask next week. <laughs> we'll give you a All week right, to think, think about, about that. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. That's a, that's a big question. That's a very big question. That's a lot of responsibility, too, to live up to, to the original. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have an answer to you next week. All right, bet. All right, so the next, the next song we got is 50 Cent, Out of Control. <laughs> I feel like Scott Storch did that beat. Really? Um, let's see. Fifty Cent. Um, what do you think about Fifty Cent as an artist? Um, I feel like his first album was the best thing he ever did. After that, it was pretty much just a fine. Mm. Um, like even this album, I hated Candy Shop. I. 
there's probably like what I might like a Baltimore Lusting. That's okay. Um, mm, I don't know. Like this, this album was it was a it was a lot of fucking songs that I didn't like. They probably like like five songs off this long ass thing. I just eh. He just got boring after his first album. Let me just go ahead and just sum it up and say it. Like he got boring to me as an artist after. His first album, like his trolling to me, is more entertaining than the album. That's to get rich or die trying. Mm. I think yeah. nowadays, with when artists make their peak, they they go to be normal and to do stupid shit that we would do on social media, like trolling him, mm-hmm. plies, you know, just the I want to be seen kind of thing. Trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And Dr. Dre did this beat. Dr. Dre and Mike Elizondo. Um, and what I really didn't realize is this: this is the original version to the Out of Control remix with Mob Deep. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. That that's crazy. And the remix was so much better. Dr. Dre produced that too. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't know that that was a good fucking move. That was a good move for him and Marv Deep because I think during that time Marv Deep wasn't really. I don't I don't think they was doing much at the time. What was that? Uh, Two thousand five. What is it? American Nightmare came out. Yeah. So what was that? Was that Burn? Was Burn on that? No. no. Burn, no. Burn was a Twisted. Guy. Twisted. Twisted was on there? You got right me now. twisted, huh? Um, America's Nightmare. When I lose. Yeah, I come again. Uh-uh-uh. So that was on there. Yeah, got it twisted. Uh, yes, yep. And I remember the song Real Gangsters. Uh, Let me the one of ours, that is my Jesus. Don't talk to me when that song comes on. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me, don't touch me. I love that song. That's the best song on this album. Yeah, and I definitely, you know, they got Lil John on here. You could tell that was during that era. That Lil John was just. Actually, you know what's crazy? On one of Lil John's albums, I can't think of the name of the album, but he has a song and it's. Jada Kissing Styles. I want it's called I wanna say it's called Knocking Heads Off. It's like number three on one of them joints. It was on one of his little calls, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I actually did Yeah, that was definitely a song we would play before we would go to house parties and shit like that. But um Let's see. Yeah, I, uh, I, like I said, I didn't even know that was that song. That's crazy. Um, that's up. We got Nas off of the Street Disciple album. You know my style. Couple hen, couple goose, couple Chris. White chain, colored watch on the wrist. Switch lanes and monster whips. Ambient, specially dressed, guess who nods? It's obvious. Step to bars, we just ordered dark liquors. Clear liquors, y'all niggas are SEX. Yes, we get respected, eclectic messages. Left our brains straight into a female's estrogen. She feels electric, her breast, she's touching them. Um, 
that sample, ironically, we us recording is uh the sample is um Run DMC Jam Master J and you know uh today is actually the anniversary of Jam Master J being murdered. Um in I believe two thousand and two I wanna say. Uh, yeah, so um but it was dope. It was dope oh, excuse me, I'm gonna moan in the silence for J Master J. Yeah, so um it was dope him being from Queens and using a record like that. Um What do you remember about the Street Disciple album and the time that it came out? And did you even like it? Um, what year did that album come out? Let me take a look. Um, uh, I want to say 2005. That's a very good question. When did that shit come out? Huh. I don't know. I know I, I do like you know my style. Two thousand and four. So I mean, that was in college. Okay. No, two thousand four. Ah, uh, no, still angry. <laughs> what? No, okay, I gotta say, I gotta think about the time frame, what was happening, and then I could be back to where I was. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. Nigga say, yep, still angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I said still angry. Oh, like, angry. I gotta so say, mean, still angry. Yeah. Like, shit, man. No, no, no. I was just walking around blinking, black and angry, and flicking on strangers. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> um, I don't think that I was really excited about this album. I was looking about it, looking at the list, and, and thinking about it. Sorry if I start the ground sticking in. But, um, this album really didn't excite me. Like, you know, it's a year miss with Nas' album. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say. Makes you, it just makes you rub your forehead because he just. You know how talented he is. You know what he's capable of, and then just the inconsistencies just it pisses you up. Like, because I should be able to say to any Nas song in my mind it was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that's the way it's supposed to be, but I can't. And it disappoints me when I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. What What else is on this album? Was Virgo on this album? Yeah. 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 This wasn't a good album. <laughs> this was not. Was not. Uh. Uh. The UBR. Um. Unauthorized bio of Rakim was on there. They said Rakim was really upset with him when he did this. Actually, Thief theme was on there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. E. Mm. Yeah, nah, it's, man. It's like you won't you won't get this inconsistency out of hole if I tell you that much. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like it's supposed to, you know, it's you know he's supposed to have consistent albums like Jay Z. Like you know that's what it was supposed to be for him, but it just never. Just, uh. Yeah, I know, I know. Why? 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 Hey, so the next song up is Mace. From scratch, featuring Harlem World, um, my son, and Sh- a young Shine on a Double Up album. Which this is weird to me because it's like Shine is on this record 
with Mace as he's exiting, leaving Rat, and Sean is like entering Rap at the time, but nobody like knew who Sean was at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, start from scratch. I'm sorry, from scratch. Yo, just- Which let me stop real quick. Um, I guess it's like. All right, so you had 24 hours to live, and then you have from scratch. So, in theory, it's kind of like, all right, you had 24 hours to live, you died, but now we rewinding it, and it's like, well, let's start from scratch. What would you do? Think if you could rewind time and start your life all over again, what would you give and what would you keep? You heard me. What would you keep? How ironic is that that Sean starts his verse off if I can start my life from scratch I'll sign a Def Jam and him actually signing the Def Jam at the well while he was incarcerated he signed the deal with Def Jam cuz it was a bitten wolf for him and um he brought gangland so that brings me to how how I don't know how does Mozzie have gangland as his as record an album label title? yeah i think that's the record label too ain't it I mean, I know he has medallions and pendants done for Gangland. It's kind of like um, the Grizzlies, the old Grizzlies. Shout out to the Grizzlies. Uh, we're doing well this year, by the way. Um, but uh, it's based off of like the Grizzlies' old logo. But um, yeah, so Sean had a record label. It was called Gangland. Personally, I don't even know why Sean was given a record label, but it was a part of the deal. Similar to when... Nas signed to Def Jam, and he had, oh, man, what was the name of the record label? They gave him, it was like something report or something like that. But, yeah, I think Def Jam was just giving out deals with, like, giving out record labels with the deals and stuff like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was funny that, when he he pretty much really started from scratch, that's what he signed with. Uh, my son is on there too. That was like uh, I didn't know who my son was. Honestly, I didn't know who my son was until um, I'm gonna say probably like in 2004. It might have been like '03. Jay Mills had a freestyle, and the freestyle was um, 24 hours to live, and then. He switched the beat in the middle of it and rapped off a uh, uh um from scratch and he basically shouted out my song in the in the record. Um and I think that was cause he was a part of most hated. I think he was like I think Jay Mills was like my song Jump Boy before he like went to jail. And um they were both signed to most hated, if I'm correct. I could fact check that. But uh Vado is also part of most hated too. Um yeah, Vado's a part of Most Hated. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to... It was like a couple other rappers that were signed to it, too. But, um, yeah. I think that had to do with... I, I want to say Most Hated is a Harlem-based record label. But, um, 
Yeah. Vado, Vado definitely has been around for a while. Um, I, I like Vado. I don't get why he's not. I actually really, I really like Vado. He can really rap. know if he has uh if he even has the deal with we the best i'm assuming he does still um i i don't know i know he's supposed to be either i think he just dropped a video today for a song called in my lifetime if i'm correct um i'm trying to see what's the name of this Nas. This Nas um label that they gave him, like what the fuck did he call it? Um Man, I can't find it right now. But uh but right now Nas has mass appeal. Um The agreement pays Nas about three million, including a record a recording budget for his first two albums, providing two additional albums with Def Jam. Sony also retains the rights to release Nas Greatest Hits album. Nas has a lot of um a lot of business outside of hip hop, like something called The Ring. Um, it's like a like a home monitoring system or something like that. He he um he's like one of the uh, investors in it. And it was something else I was reading. And you know, remember for ye- for years, to be honest, Nas was like the first Russ. You know how they always saying Russ, Russ lost and Russ gets a L or whatever the case may be. I remember being on all hip hop on the ill community. They always, I don't even care what the con- what the conversation was about. Somebody will always put, and somehow throughout all of this, Nas took a L. Like it was just, it was that. It was the Khalees shit. It was just like, man, he had a rough time. God bless him. Uh, the next song up is uh, uh, we got Puff, Puff Daddy and the Family um, of the MMM album uh, Cocaine featuring Jizzle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, I like this album, but I didn't like that song. Jizzle is a phenomenal uh, writer. Uh, her aunt was a part of Doggy's Angels, which were signed to Doggy Style Record, Snoop Record label. Um, but she's a, a phenomenal artist. Uh, like I said, this this album was cool. This album was cool. Uh, I didn't really like this song, though. Next song up is Method Man, Bring the Pain. Basically. I came to bring the pain, hardcore from the brain. Let's go inside my astral plane. Find out my mental, based on instrumental. Record, hey, so I can write monumental methods. I'm not the king, but niggas is decaf. I stick them for the cream. Check it, just how deep can shit get? Deep as the abyss, and brothers is mad fish. Accept it, and your cross color, close your cross over. Think I totally crossed out and crisscrossed. Who the boss, niggas get tossed to the side. And I'm the dark side of the force. Of course, it's the method. Man from the Wu-Tang. I'll be hectic and coming for the headpiece, protect it. 
Oh man, Method Man. Method Man, Method Man. Clifford, Clifford, Clifford. That. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh. He jumped out there. I remember seeing an interview with uh, Rizzo talking about like his idea and how he wanted everybody to have a deal in different places. Like ODB was going to sign at Def Jam, but he said no. Like no, get get the deal somewhere else. Um, but uh, this song, bruh, like I didn't appreciate it until I was uh, a little bit older. Like, I remember, um, like, hearing it as a kid and it coming on Rap City all the time and stuff like that. But I didn't get to appreciate it until later. Um, how about you? What do you? What memories does this song bring back for you? Oh, man. Um, I think between the ages of, shit, 24, Wu-Tang was my favorite group of all time. Like, my very first concert in life was a Wu-Tang concert, like, without having to go somewhere with my family. Um, Listen Man was who I thought was my favorite Wu-Tang <laughs> member at first until mm-hmm. I really started getting into ghost things. But, um, I just love them. First, I mean, every girl I had a crush on Method Man. I'm sorry to make it out about music, but that, I mean, when you Oh, no, it's cool. My sister yeah. definitely loves Method Man and Busta Rhymes. Yeah, man. Something, there was something about it. I almost passed out at that fucking concert because I was like 17 and he was on stage and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Were all of them there? All of them. Wow. What album were they touring off of? Um, What was it? It was 2001. I went to that concert. Let's see. 2001. So it had to be, what's that one with the... Uh, the W? Oh, that's right. The um, two thousand and one. The W. Oh no, that came out in two thousand. Oh yeah, Iron Flag. Iron Flag. Yeah, man, that shit was. I was, It was in Fort Lauderdale, two thousand one. Like, and it was a. It was the day before my very first date. Like very. Oh yeah, my senior year high school. It was like right before my first day of senior high school. I just fucking, I love them. And that was the reason why that was, that, those tickets were a birthday gift because, like, everybody knew how much I fucking love them. So I went down the line, it was Method Man first. And, well, actually, no, it was Method Man, then it was Raekwon because Only Go Be Cuba Man, I love that whole album through and through. Mm-hmm. And then I started falling in love with Ghost Tape. Mm. So what, yeah. ab- what about the other members? I mean, I listen to this, I listen to the Rizzo. Of course, Liquid Swords is a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really. I can't even really say rhythm. I can't. I, ugh, I can't. <laughs> dig it all. Dig it Yeah. I thought I liked you guys for a little while, but that kind of came away. Um, I did like Casadonna. Yeah, I think later on in years they kind of like made him official, kind of like. No, no, they definitely made him a real official dude. And then it's like, like, Redman is like the, the last member 
per se, if you really think about it. <laughs> you gotta start off for some things. My mother actually has a favorite Wu Tang clan member. Really? My mother's favorite Wu Tang clan member is ODB. She still has a tape. My mother's a 53-year-old Haitian woman. <laughs> Good. You know what's crazy? I want to say within the last, probably like the last eight years, I actually started to really listen to ODB albums. And they weren't bad. Like, no. Like, I remember I made the comparison... Oh man, who, what art, it was an artist today, I said, he was pretty much ODB before ODB, um, oh, he was ODB now, fuck, I can't think of the artist's name was, but, um, it's somebody that's big now, but, ODB was a a character, a, a character that was able to still rap. That's what I was saying, I said that ODB, I made the statement that ODB pretty much started mumble rap to a certain degree. Yeah, he did. Like, not yeah. knowing what they're saying, but it's still like, okay, that's cool. But in the midst of it, he was still, he he still had some bars that could bar you to death, but he was the original mumble rapper. Yeah, nigga was making some noises, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga would randomly be screaming on the records like, what's wrong with you? You're like... <laughs> it's like... And then it's like... He'll start that on the tail end of somebody's verse. So I know they was like, bruh, I'm still rapping. I'm, I'm still rapping. Can you stop? <laughs> like, get your cousin. Get your cousin. Like... I thought that Wait, was wasn't, wasn't like three of them related? Yeah, like, the RZA, JZA, and ODB are all related. Were In fact, cousins? they had a group. Were they cousins? Were they cousins? Yeah, they're cousins. <sighs> yeah, that's that's wild. That's wild in itself. But yeah, they had a three-man group at first. Um, and then it expanded to uh the Wu-Tang. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, cause um, Jizza and ODB are from Brooklyn, and I I want to say Reza is, or maybe Reza from Staten Island. Um, I think all the rest of them are from Staten Island, but um, I I forgot the story. Um, in the archives, people, if you go back to the Wu Tang episode that I did at the beginning of season two. Aline tells all that information, like, to a fucking T. Um, but, uh, next song up, what do we have? <laughs> oh, I, would, I couldn't wait to get to this one. DJ Khaled. Nas. Nas album done. Is it really? Mexico, Hennessy, Margarita, Venison, Eater, so dear spread them here, don't be acting innocent either, don't be relaxed, it's an accessory to my dress code, my signature fade with a bevel blade, that's a major key. Alright, so, <laughs> I thought we were getting this album when he said he was coming out with an album, instead we got Nasir. 
Mm-hmm. Where's this album? It was like he lied throughout this whole record. Like I took a I took a pause from album mode for now. I mean for uh Khaled. My album's done, nigga. Wait and see. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, sir. I'm like, wait, what? And then it's like, you said your album's done. Then you do the album with Kanye. But then, like a couple weeks, not even a couple weeks, like a couple days after you dropped the Nasir album, you talking about you recording a whole other album. How many albums do you have? Then he has an album with with Swiss Beats. Like, where are all these albums? Like, what's going on with your man, Stacy? Like, nigga, you all right? <laughs> just uh, you start holding on to his shoulder, like, nigga, you good? No, I ain't for real. Talk to me. Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. I don't know. She really hurt you, didn't she? Like, <laughs> that's, that's, okay, you know, let's get the tattoo removed. We'll figure this out. Yeah, man. And burn that dress. Burn it. <laughs> burn that damn dress. She had the closet. Goddamn. Yeah, man. He, uh, I don't, and I like I said, everybody knows you listen to the podcast. I'm not a big Nas fan, but I'm like, bro, the way he was rapping on here, I'm like, oh no, we about to get some fire. Like he was rapping like like niggas forgot that he could rap. Like, oh you, oh you think I can't rap no more? Bet. But what we got was just like, dog. I'm good, bro. Who else coming out with albums? <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> Who else is? Who's next? Who's next? You got it? Okay, bet. I'll leave. <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, next up, we got Lupe Fiasco, Hip Hop Save My Life. Crying from the next room, a baby in need of some pampers and some food and a place to sleep. That plus a black Cadillac on these is what keep them on track to be a great MC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, is this my first? This is the first album I ever bought. And I remember, uh, I was a big Lupe fan from Fahrenheit 115. Um, This album actually starts off, well, the first two albums, first, I think all his albums start with his sister doing spoken word. Um, But then he had a song on here called Free Chili. Chili was a part of, or is a part of first and fifteenth, um, was like his man and his partner, and he got caught up in like they said, they said that he ran a cocaine ring in Chicago allegedly, um, and uh, he's got he got like a hundred years, something crazy like that. Like he got a lot of years, but um. I say that to say on the beginning of that, it's it's the dude Jim Stone, Gemini. He sings on it, and with him singing on it, he um, with him singing on it, 
it's like it's so soulful. Uh, but he goes back on his mixtape and raps over it. The intro is probably like a, a minute long or whatever. But let's get to the song. Hip Hop Saved My Life is like one of my favorite records on the album. Um, which a lot of people don't know. The song was the song. The song was inspired from. Lupe said he went to Houston. He was driving around Houston with Bum B. Bum B's telling him this story. Now, he's telling him this story about a, a local rapper and the different things and the struggles that the local rapper had to go through. Like, the story of this song, whatever this song is. Now, the song is about Slim Thug. That is who this song is about to a T. Slim Thug actually came out and was telling the story, like, yeah, this hip hop saved my life is about me. Um, a lot of people don't know that. I don't know. Did you know that, Stacey? I had no idea. Yeah, uh, Bumby basically gave him the story, and then he made the record, and uh, everything. This whole the whole song is about is about him. Uh, but yeah, even on, I love this album. The Cool was like one of my favorite albums. Like, I would put the Cool up against a lot of a lot of albums. Um, uh, this came out around the time, shit, I think, um, shit, Stat Bones was killed, cause, um, on a song, oh man, uh, this is, whatever the song, the feature is, Snoop Dogg, Lupe says, R.I.P. Stat B, I'ma keep you alive, kid, um, because I believe that was Stat Bones' first, first, he was the first artist on first and fifteenth. He stayed out in Chicago with Lupe. He had a job at Target, um, and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I got off topic. But uh, yeah, where do you? Where would you? How do you feel about Lupe and his content from that from food and liquor to now? so many different freestyles that I've listened to and he just like I know it was a freestyle that he had uh and he's like um he's like break it down designer names or brands um he said uh Gucci told Fendi Fendi turned around and told Henny and Henny is Moet's baby's father it's just like like different things that he takes the words like during that whole that whole freestyle like I want to say it was over Thief's theme that was the beat that he rapped over uh if y'all get a chance I actually I'll put the free I'll put the link to the freestyle in the bio because I really love that I love that fucking um that freestyle 
But uh, yeah. So the next song we have of the Rough Riders 2 compilation it is Fright Night. It's Swiss Beats and Busta Rhymes. Now, I stumbled upon this song as around the time that Touch It came out. And I think I was like on Napster or something like that. And they had they had listed this song as like a, like a whole nother song. Um, and because I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that song on that album. I thought it was a whole new song or whatever. It's called Fright Night. Attention, please. Attention, please. Can I have everybody's attention, please? (laughs) So humorous. We laugh at all of y'all. The alliance has now been officially formed. Rough Rider. Flip It's now official, baby. It's another headbanger. How do you feel about uh, Busta Rhymes putting together the conglomerate in Flipmo? Did you well, see? At this, at this time? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't know they got a song out. Hell no, I didn't. Know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Busta Rhymes probably about a week ago put out this BT Cipher kind of song that has everybody from Flipmo. And everybody from the conglomerate. However, it's somebody missing from the original flip mode. But they were saying that they really don't, they don't fuck with them. And shit. I can't think of the guy name. Let me let me think. But yeah, it's it's on Apple. It's called Flip Mode meets uh the conglomerate. Oh wow! I was looking into. I know they said Rodriguez was gonna come out with a new album. That's the only thing I've heard as far as like any of that is concerned. But I had no idea they had a song. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Rod Digger has a phenomenal. Um, it's, it's just, just phenomenal, period. Like, I don't think Rod Digger gets enough credit, uh, at all. Um, Lord have mercy. That's the guy that a lot of people were asking. I know a lot of people in the comments were asking, like, is he going to be on the album? I remember it was a discrepancy that I was reading on that, uh, him and Buster Rhymes had got into it and stuff like that. But um, Swiss Beats album is dropping Friday. Poison, I can't wait for that because Swiss what? Beats is great. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, and that I I like I like what he did. I like what he did. He was putting out a record from the album, and it's still like it's like the Young Thug one. The Jim Jones one is probably the hardest one. I actually like that more than the uh, the Little Wayne joint. But uh, it's just like him giving you records. It's like, all right, well, he's releasing that. And he has videos for these different records, too. He's not just putting them out there. So, shout out to Swiss, man. Next up, we got Shine. That's Gangsta. Remember earlier this week, I asked you to shine if this Shine album was a classic? I love this album. I, I really love this album. Yes, I, the whole thing. I remember when my sister went and bought this joint from Best Buy. The whole album, from Dear America all the way to the song with uh with Slim, Get Out, all the way. Oh, Bonnie and Sean. Yeah, like those yeah. songs, I'm cool. But the rest yeah. of the album, I could, you know, you know how I feel about my shoulders. If they not, you know, I'm not getting diggy. It's not 
Yeah. Not shimmy. <laughs> but nah, that yo, I, man. And then to have this, it's just like that's the good thing about hip hop. I didn't know this was a sample until I like you know as a kid you, I was always doing research about hip hop. That's how I know all this weird information about hip hop. But uh the original is funky enough um by DOC. DOC is actually in the that's gangsta uh video. Yeah, like it's a scene where like Sean is rapping and it's like it's like a like a dark tunnel or like a room or something like that. DOC's behind him with his back up against the wall. Let me ask you a quick question while we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. You think if he didn't go ahead and have that injury, like if his voice didn't get fucked up, you think he would have had like what his, you ever thought about what his career might have been like if his voice didn't get fucked up? Yeah, uh I think he would have I think I mean, even still, he he's still like a a a big force in the the evolution of the West Coast, but ah, uh, that's kind of hard to say. Because he was there, you don't know if he might have left to go with Dre that role. Like you don't know what could have. You know what I'm saying? Because he really did start with Dre. You know what I'm saying? Like so I always think about that. Like what could he have been like? I mean, yeah, we talking about like on the background and as far as what he did for the West Coast, because his music has continued to go through with the way Papa Drake continued to produce. They want to continue to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, well, I think he did go to Death Row, though, didn't he? Was it his voice? Before was it? Was he signed to Death Row in that car that happened? I believe he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in one of the uh, movies, they um. Shook Knight like comes into to Doctor Dre and says like he was in an accident. So it happened when he was on Death Row. Oh man! And then I remember, I remember reading that one of the Doctor Dre albums, he ended up taking his vocals from one of the songs and making it or putting it on his album or something like that because Dre was taking too long. I forgot the um. The song. Let me see. DOC takes vocals from Dr. Dre. Um, but yeah, I remember a lot of people always said like he was like a really great lyricist. Um. Oh, DOC is the one that has the kid with Erica Badu, right? Do they have a kid together? Yeah. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. She got it. <laughs> she got that. Yeah, man. She, she, yeah, man. She, she, she knew who to date. She knew who to have sex with. That. <laughs> she got that power. That's right. I ain't mad at it. You better go ahead and throw that Thunder Take around. <laughs> 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 so we're in a circle, Erica, buddy, for the culture. God damn. Yeah, she, she got all the booty for it too. Lord have mercy. Yeah, she, yeah. She's from Dallas, and so is he. Oh, there you have it. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world, actually. Um, okay, the album, okay. Uh, DOC releases third album entitled Deuce. The only single released from Deuce was The Shit. Um, the album was originally meant to be a 6-2 album. 
completely produced by Dr. Dre, released on Aftermath. However, DOC and Dre argue over whether DOC should be rapping on the album. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. He was working on his fourth. All right, so that's what it is. In 2006, DOC revealed that he was working on his fourth album entitled Voices and stated that it would be released after Dr. Dre's Detox, which which has since been scrapped in favor of Compton. 2008 explained the album you got the title, but also because that the title Dre Lights. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dope, though, man. If he had... If he... Oh. Hmm. But, yeah, uh... Yeah, shout out to DLC. Shout out to Sean. I'm... I, you know, Sean got that... He came out from jail. He started rapping like 50. He lost the heavy voice. I was like, bro, this shit is weird. I didn't like too much after that. Um, Next song up, DMX, Rough Riders Anthem. I got a question. When you hear this song, the original one, do you still sing the remix? It's a truck more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably hear my dogs don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. do the ad My dogs don't. Your dogs don't. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Firstly, yeah. Adam Light. Nigga turned to their old hype man after a bit. But, um, and the remix is actually on Professional Part 1, uh, DJ Clues album. Um, bruh. DMX, not so much of this song. Do you feel like DMX has tarnished his own legacy? Well, that track? Um, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, am I wrong? Did I lie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> With all the crack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Gerald Strawberry and Hip Hop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Um, shit. I feel like his. I feel like the crap doesn't take away from his. I guess it's still a good ass album. DMX is making music. I can't. I can't. I can't take that away from him. Yeah, I can't take that away from him. Neither is still good. I can still listen to DMX. I can still enjoy it. He's a time of songs. He has hit, you know, white people still screaming, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, they definitely love that song. Um, can I put a gun on this? Is that loud enough? Let's see. <laughs> Should have been using those. Um, but <laughs> And we're back. Um, damn. Uh... I think, oh, that's what it was. I went to the Rough Riders reunion um, show. The only show that they ended up having outside of the, I went to the one in Barclays. And I left. I left in the middle of his rant. Because he, like, started flipping out. He started crying and shit. And it was just like, you know what? In fact, I didn't, I didn't, not only did I leave, I left New York. I went to Philly after that. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, 
I remember I was I, me and my home guy. I was like, man, we gotta go. <laughs> I'm not staying for this nigga. He came out late. I just feel like with that particular concert, I knew it would be bad because Dragon came on first and Dragon performed his verse from the Rough Riders anthem remix. And I'm like, if all of y'all here, why is he performing his verse right now in the beginning of the show? So I was blown about that. I was like, bruh. But the Lots had the best, the best set. Like they brought out Remy, they brought out MOP, um, French. So it was cool. But when Etz came on, first off, he wasn't coming on. They they kept on saying, Etz, the dog is not coming on until he y'all clear the stage. And then it took that took like forty five minutes. And then after a while, I was like, bro, I know that I paid for parking and I'm ready to go. So, yeah. I, uh, I, I hate that kind of crowd participation. Like the fact that I spent like two hundred dollars on this ticket and the fact that I'm here is not enough. Just put a nigga on the stage. Yeah. Like, what small work do you really expect to get to do? Yeah. Like, come on, yeah. That like, nigga pissed me off, bro. Uh, <laughs> next song go. I feel like I got hella rough riders on here. I got uh, <laughs> they ain't ready. Bubba Spots and Jada Kiss. <laughs> Hey, remember the original 25 rounds? I got a lot of flack for this song. Hey, y'all, if I make the lead work, I put you in the red dirt. Ice make them look like stars. They coming through on the bikes, but they look like cars. It's something new. And Jada talks so good. Put your brain in. Man. I don't know how I'll be getting this song. I always get this. It's either this or it ain't my fault. Like, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I was always oh. getting that song. <laughs> like, and I, and this shit was so sad. I wasn't just getting that one. I was getting the remix and the original. Like, Apple was playing with me. Like, oh, I know you liked it last week. Let me hit you off with the remix. <laughs> like, that chorus. <laughs> it was like, what did you do? Sidebar. I don't know what George was listening to, my homeboy, but I'm looking through his playlist real quick. Let's let me go to George's playlist just real quick because it it threw me off and it kind of it got really weird for me and everyone else. So it starts off with Gucci Man pop music. Got some young Dolph, uh, NBA young boy. He always has Bootsy on there. He always has uh, some random little Wayne song. And he always has six nine. Now I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna play. I'm gonna say some songs. J Cole's Deja Vu, Two Chains Section featuring Lil Wayne, Young and May, Ooh, Real Love, Young Thug and Future, Kendrick Lamar, Yeah, Little Bow Wow Bounce with Me featuring Escape, In the Club, Fifty Cent. Yes, let's go back. I did say Little Bow Wow <laughs> Bounce with Me is in. His my favorites mitts. I said uh, I, I screenshot it and put it in a group message like guess the playlist because I this is sad. <laughs> what are you listening to? He like y'all nah yo that shit hard. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> is it? Is it's hard to hear this? We too old. We too old. And a yellow headband. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. 
Aussie Lowriders and a Mickey Mouse chain. <laughs> Shout out to Bow Wow. He in the club throwing up random gang signs that he don't know nothing about. But whatever. God bless him. God bless you, Shad. Uh, but uh, that song uh, we have Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. Oh. I like this. <laughs> Yo, shout out the fuck. <laughs> to all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Uh, rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the class have been more wet this way to find Yeah, bro, that's like, that's like really disrespectful to hip hop. <laughs> like, I don't care where I am. I need to rap the whole, the whole song. And I'm, and I need to, like, I be thinking like, if you, if the DJ cut this off before this song finished, he should probably be slapped with records. Dead ass. <laughs> but, uh, where, where does Biggie's first album rank for you? Like, the irony, you'll find out on Thursday. Ah, I like to hear that. Yeah. Raw Brown Sugar is back with a new episode yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Um, that album is important to me. Like, and maybe that's another reason, too, why I, like, hold Biggie in such a high regard. Like, Mother gave me that album in the fifth grade. I don't know if I told you this mother never filtered anything for me. Like, she just used to give me this shit. She didn't care if I was in elementary school. She said, you know, your mama's cursed, your auntie's cursed. Like, you never heard this shit before. So she didn't care. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. That's what I really like. I mean, I knew I, I liked music. I used to make my little, you know, tapes off the radio. And I used to hit the little record song. And I used to do all that. But that's what I knew. I need to start buying albums after I heard Ready to Die. Albums you would you would uh okay let's let's say this let's say uh let's say you have how many nephews do you have four uh give me the middle one's age the middle one is turning eleven next week let's say he wants to start rapping right. 
Give me the three albums you would tell him to listen to in order to be a good rapper. Dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um... So the three are Illmatic. Oh, you said album. I'm sorry. Brown. So you said three albums you would have to listen to. So, shit. I mean, technically would have to be Blueprint then if I had to go ahead and pick a Jay-Z album. Okay. Um, Blueprint, Illmatic. Hmm. I might have to cut out all this dead space. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come back to the third one. I'm gonna have to come back to the two It's really fun that in, in artists and producers and stuff that crossed my mind to me to narrow it down to that quick. I think I have to drink this much already on the second cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, for sure, I say at least those two. Blueprint no matter. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, Next up, again, I this 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 playlist is. Bad Boy and Rough Riders. We got Puffy. Uh, what you gonna do? Biggie and Rick Ross. With the EPMD sample. So boom, that particular uh Biggie verse is from Last Days featuring the locks. Um, if I'm correct. Now, that verse, the locks was like, uh, if okay, so that verse from that song, the locks said that was their first time recording. Um, and they low-key f- recording with Biggie, and they felt that Biggie went after them on the record. When he say, um, Niggas talking it, but ain't living it. They all now. I've I seen an interview that Jada Kiss is like he was going at us, like. But um, Ross is on that. Uh, that song came out real randomly. Probably I want to say last year. Huh. Um, have you ever heard it before? No, honestly, I haven't. Ah, yeah, I re- I remember when it came out. Um, I I think Puff just like um and what. He just put it out randomly. Let's. What year is this? The 2017. Yeah. 
it just appeared out of nowhere. Um, Puffy actually has a really good verse on that too. The cover art is pretty dope. It's like different layers to make a face. Like the top is the crown, Biggie's crown. Then it's Puffy eyes. Then it's Biggie eyes. Then it's Ross eyes. And then the bottom is like, um, I think it's like Biggie's like chain or something like that. But um, I love the record. It was dope to find out that uh, it was the EPMD sample. That same sample... Uh, Drake has a song called 5 p.m. in Calabasas or 4 p.m. in Calabasas. That song is so hard and it's on Apple Music and it's only on Apple Music and it's only under the connector part of Apple Music. So like when you go to, if you type in Drake on Apple Music, you got to scroll all the way to the bottom to get this particular song. It's pretty dope. Um, and that song up we have MOP for Long Blaze, Teflon and Hove. Hove doing that on the beginning of songs. What, that town? No, nah, that what the fuck. Like oh. that. Like, if he would just do that on one song now, I would be so happy. So happy. That town was so short-lived with him. He didn't do it for too long. I remember the, the sound more than I remember him doing that. The, uh, you never talking about that uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, I think I that was just like around... <laughs> What was that? Uh, <laughs> I think that was around. Um, shit. Uh, fuck. What is? What album was that? Streets is watching. Uh, no, 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 no. Volume one. Imaginary players. Um. Dang. Sprung. Yeah, he did it on. Uh. uh that, that's not the the sprung mixed oh no the uh sprung soundtrack the bitches my bitches my bitches yeah yeah i remember him doing on that during that era yeah uh mop i know you love the that rowdy music so how do you feel about mop <laughs> you know I love MOP, I love Four Alarm Plays, I love Cold as Ice, I love it all. Uh, but I actually used to, it was so, I used to actually watch this video, this like underground music video channel, and like every day, the Shumshay music, they played the video of Four Alarm Plays for like, for like three months straight, like every day I used to watch that video. But I was happy about it, because I like MOP. But, I, I, I enjoy it. them. I thought this was dope to hear Jay and that. Because I remember, um, as I always do a lot of reading, they were saying during the time it was like... 
I guess it was like Jay was doing the yeah he was doing he was in that puffy wave and he had to get back to the streets. So I believe this was like on the agenda of getting back to the streets and excuse me associated with somebody like MOP was dope. You know them being from Brooklyn, them all knowing each other and shit. So that was cool. Next up we got Eminem's Eminem and Fifty Cent uh the real. I love this song. Uh, I I think this was the only song on this this compilation album that I like, honestly. Huh? Do you remember this album? listening to him again. Not the second Jesus. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Uh, uh, you hear at the end of that when uh, 50 says, uh, I carried game style for nine months and gave birth to it. Now I'm feeling like a proud father watching him do it every day, Dre Day, front and cause a melee. Uh, yeah. You know, that was always the back and forth that he gave him those records. Like, hated the loving and... um. How we do, um, these two big records at the time, but um, yeah, I think that's pretty. Like I said, I only really remember that one song off there. It's a couple of remixes on there, like "Cry Now" and "Smack That" and all that, but just it seemed like it was just something just to put out at the time. Uh, and that's up, Rick Ross, Three Kings, Dr. Dre, Jay Z, Rick Ross. I need to focus on Jay's verse. Is 
Uh, I love the shit like my own daughter. I spray these niggas, baby, just like daddy taught you. Young. It's just different. First off, he start out the verse to say, I can only love her if her eyes brown. I was like, yeah. boy, that's a... I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I, I totally understand that, sir. You right. Me either. <laughs> like, but, uh... He, I, I don't, man, I remember when this debuted and me sitting in my room and I'm like, oh man, Three Kings. It, it premiered, Flex premiered it. If, I'm, if I remember hearing it correctly, Flex premiered it. And just hearing whole verse, it was like, well, this nigga wants to rap all over again. I love it. I absolutely love it. This is exactly what I wanted to hear from you, sir. But, uh. What was what was it like to hear those three on a track together? Uh, it makes sense. Like for certain collaborations that just make sense. They just do. But you know, we talked about this before. I think you asked me who Jay Z sounds better with, Rick Ross or somebody else. Who was Jeezy? It? Yeah. But um. I definitely felt like Jay-Z and Rick Ross were a better combination, and then you added Dr. Dre on top of that. Like, I always feel like, I mean, ever since, uh, what was it, the Hustling remix? Yeah. They make sense Damn, together. I forgot about that. Because they're drug dealers with, like, a smooth approach to it. It's not, they just make sense. That's the only thing I can say about it. It just makes sense. You know what? I think I'm a I'm gonna put up a post tomorrow about that, like a versus kind of thing. Probably like a little timetable. I'm gonna write it up tonight, but um, not like a timetable, but more like a a, a bracket, like the Jay Z and Ross versus versus the Jeezy and J versus. We'll see. I'm, I'm gonna see how that play out. Um, play a little game on Facebook. But uh, do you feel like? I wonder how 50 Cent felt with hearing that. What, Rick Ross? Rick, yeah, Rick Ross and Dr. Dre. I don't remember anything ever coming about coming out about that, but I guess because it is Dr. Dre, like, what are you going to say? Yeah, like, I mean, do you, I mean, do you interrupt your uncles when they fight and if your, your dad and your <laughs> uncle are having an argument, you going to jump in that? No, you're going to let your dad handle you mind your fucking business. <laughs> Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sit down and mind your dad's business. Sit, sit down. Okay, Curtis. Both of them tell you down. sit down. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Like, nah. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Raycon, Ghostface, and Method Man off the Woo Massacre album, Criminology 2.5. How do you feel about that? You are a Woo 
fan, how do you feel about them going back to add on more to the legacy of this particular record? Uh, I think we're excited about it. I think I would. Have you I heard this before? No, I haven't listened to the way that I should have. And this actually starts off the album. The album came out in 2010. But yeah, how do you feel about them adding it on? I have to listen to it again. I, I don't want to make an opinion without. You know what I'm saying? True, true, true. Add, yeah. And you know what? They got Meth and Versus Chef 2 on here. This wasn't a bad album now that I remember it. It just it just came out at a bad time. Definitely will probably listen to that tomorrow. Next up, we got On It, Shut Him Down, featuring DMX. Straight up, nigga. Oh, Motherfucking shout I don't know how the hell I got this. You just thought I had a norm playlist. Def Jam at the same time. I didn't either. I I thought that was weird. How I didn't even know these niggas was rapping together. Um, yeah, that's that's wild to me. Um, yeah, shout out shout out to Onyx and damn that's uh I I always love the rowdy music so they always cool with me. Sticky fingers. Uh, <laughs> that nigga's crazy. That nigga's crazy. Ah, crazy and all that. Um, <laughs> but, yo, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. He got that music. Uh, oh, man. I'm sorry again. Uh, gotta go. Next next song. Next, next song. I'm eyeing the next song. <laughs> sorry, fellas. Uh, last, <laughs> last song, we got, uh, Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy when Pharrell raps. Uh, I 
I that that's my guy. Pharrell can never do no wrong. Pharrell has inspired me with everything from fashion to doing anything with music. Uh that that's my guy. Uncle Pharrell. <laughs> that's my nigga. We don't laugh or think or just be like, what the fuck? I only got one problem with Pharrell, and it's, I'm talking about like a hateful ass person, but I couldn't stand happy. Uh, I hated that song. Man, you are hateful. <laughs> I know it. Like, we listen to the radio at work, and everybody was just like, what the fuck do you have? You know, like, what? I just, I hated that song so much, like. There was a meme around that time where it was like the Tupac tape when he was like in the elevator and juice and it was like my face was happy. <laughs> <laughs> I gonna hate that. You just gonna that. shoot me in the elevator? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, yo? How do you not? Oh, sidebar, he just sent um his his people sent uh Donald Trump a cease and dismiss order uh about playing happy. Yeah, um, did, uh, let me read you the actual, um, thing. Alright, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, where we at, where we at, where we at, where we at, uh, I just seen it. Oh, shout out to Chino. Chino signed the deal with Rock Nation. That's big for Baltimore. Um, damn, I just had it. It's like a cease and dismiss. Oh, there it is. Alright, so um Proud of Pharrell. On his on the day eleven people were murdered by a neo Nazi in Pittsburgh, Trump came out on a stage to happy at an event. The unthinkable. So Pharrell's attorney sent a cease and dismiss letter demanding Trump never use his music again. Yeah. How, bro? Like how the fuck? I just Nobody thinks, and you're the president. Come on, bro. I don't know what happens when, when, when we sit out for the lecture and all the, the uneducated rednecks go out and vote. That's what happens. I mean... Yeah. And make sure y'all get out and vote next week, too. No, I'm going early voting. I'm voting this weekend. Oh, not very smart. Then. I'm not playing. Especially because, you know, we got Stacey Abrams. We have, like, the opportunity to actually have, like, the first black female governor. Yeah, the that's dope. I hope she gets in there, so we do the yeah, right and, um, changes. What's it called? Ed Gillum too in Florida. So if they both win, it's gonna be for the first time two black governors, and then of course in two southern states where racist shit. That's gonna be life. That's gonna be crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely voting. Yeah, definitely get out there and vote. Um, all right. So this is the end of point five. I feel a lot happier now. Uh, life is everything is good. Uh, everything is going great on my side, Stacy. Uh, what's going on with Raw Brown Sugar? Thursday. Thursday. I can't Thursday. wait. I cannot Thursday, Thursday, wait. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. And no more interruption unless I'm, you know, bleeding in a hospital somewhere. Yeah. So go forward. It is gonna be just me now, but the content is gonna be good. Um, so Thursday. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to Dawn. Um, shout out to Unchained Culture on uh IG. Uh, shout out to my man Norm. You're missing from the band, but when we get back in the studio, you're gonna be there. Uh, he has a couple projects still coming. Um, shout out to everybody. I got ideas still. Um, and they're still gonna get done. Uh, the remix episode coming. 
the friends given at some point in November will be done. Um, thank y'all so much. Uh, and now, you know, I'll see you next week. I might have a surprise for you on the way, but thank y'all so much. Baltimore County forever.